0: So thankful for a man of God that gives and sets aside time for others to develop their ministry. So I'm thankful to God for that. Um, Before I get into it, I'd just like to make one quick announcement. I'm very excited to announce that me and my wife are expecting our first child this year. So if uh, if I bomb tonight, at least you'll remember that. It was so scary. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a it's a big step for us. You know, it's a big milestone. Um, you know, and as you you know, as life goes on, you you get to certain milestones and you learn different lessons through each milestone. Like when you graduate high school, you you learn that man, life's expensive. You know, <laughs> and uh, and then you get married and you learn, man, life's more expensive. And uh, I guess, I, I'm pretty sure you can guess the next lesson for having a child was that it gets even more expensive. <laughs> so uh, no, we're we're so excited and uh, just wanted to share that with you guys, but uh, I'll get into it. But uh, actually kind of along that lines of, you know, learn, finding out that we were pregnant, of, of course. You know, before brother uh, brother Jackson let us know uh, before the quarantine uh, that we we're going to be preaching, it got postponed. And um, you know, and what God laid on my heart, I was really praying. You know, when times change, you don't know if okay, God is is the word going to be different or is it going to be the same or whatever. And uh, you know, I, I was you know really praying hard, and I felt that it was it was the same word, and I'm I'm, th- I'm thankful for that. Um, but through us finding out that we were pregnant. Um, you know you learn a couple things about yourself uh one i'm not a big fan of throw up so that's uh that was ex- exciting news um <laughs> yeah and um uh one other thing is growing a baby is a is a full-time job you know for for a woman and it's the finding out that you know the the diet of the mother is so uh crucial and what the mother does is so crucial and and uh, you know, even in the early stages of pregnancy, you can find out that everything that she does uh, can affect how the baby grows and develops, and it kind of ties into what God gave me um, originally, which was just the importance of the proper spiritual diet, and um, I'm just going to talk a little bit. I, I won't be long. I, I, I know why. I only got 20 minutes, so I would definitely won't be long, but uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm a little nervous. I'm still working out the nerves, Um but yeah, I, I won't be long. I don't have a whole lot, but I, I do feel confident that what God gave me was is and is for tonight. Um, so first, I'll just go to uh, our my scripture, which is in Hebrews 13, chapter 13, verse seven. And uh, I have it here on the new King James version. I, i'm I'm pretty sure that's what we usually put up on the screen, yeah. Okay, so first we'll, uh, hopefully everybody's there. Remember those who rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow, considering the outcome of their conduct. So I'm going to just break that down real quick. Remember those who rule over you. Obviously, it's talking about our spiritual leaders, and in this case, quite obviously, is Bishop Jackson. So it's considering him who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow, meaning to follow their example, to take their faith and their conduct and use that as an example. Considering the outcome of their conduct, looking at their life and using their life as an example of how we should model our own. You can go to the next scripture. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Obviously, you could spend a whole day on that, but next scripture. Do not be carried about. With various and strange doctrines, for it is good that the heart be established by grace, not with foods which have not profited those who have been occupied by them. So I'm going to break that down just a hair. Um, let's see here, go back. So do not be carried, carried about with various and strange doctrines, um, for it is good that the heart is established or strengthened by grace. Not with foods. And when it talks about foods, it's actually talking about ritualistic meals and, and diets or repetitious ritualistics. And uh, that which have not profited or benefit, benefited or given spiritual growth to those who have been occupied or observed those things. Okay? So I know I might kind of jumped around a little bit, but hopefully I'll make a, a proper point here. I grew up in this church. Uh, I quite literally, since I was a baby, I, uh, back there, uh, just slept under the pews when I was a kid and got in trouble when I ran the hallways and, uh, received the Holy Ghost here and learned all the Bible studies there are to know in every single room this, this building has to offer. And I got baptized here and I've been healed here. I've seen miracles here, but, uh, I believe God laid on my heart just one simple, um idea that it doesn't matter how long you've been in something or how much history you have, you're not exempt from keeping the proper spiritual diet. Amen. And like I said, I I've I've been here a long time and I'm I'm speaking from experience. I, I don't believe that at any point, you should stand up here and talk about something you've not been through. And I don't have any choice but to talk about this. This has been on my heart for quite some time. But I'm going to try not to get ahead of myself because I'm I'm bad about that. You know, I'm practicing in the mirror, and you you know. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know I. I well, sorry. If you're not careful about what you partake in, if you're not careful about what you entertain or where you get your information from, you can be deceived. And it doesn't matter where or how long you've been here or it doesn't matter how long you've been in truth, you're not exempt. See, we we live in a time where the truth really doesn't matter anymore. It just only matters how many people are listening. And somehow that validates what the message is. OK, so it's we got to be very careful when we see a lot of people looking in one in one direction and one entity that we're getting all of our information from one place. And I, I know we're living in some crazy times with rioting and and protesting and, and you know, COVID-19. But I, I, I'm, I'm talking about before all that stuff. We got to be very careful where we get our opinions from. OK, we've already been given instruction. OK, we've already been given a book to go to. Let me tell you, it doesn't matter if somebody has a TV show. It doesn't mean they know what they're talking about. It it, it doesn't matter if they have written a book. It doesn't mean they know what they're talking about or a podcast or or even in a political office. Okay, this is our instruction. If it does not line up with this word, the word of God or what the man of God has been speaking, shut it out shut it off I'm kind of jumping around a little bit here I'm sorry There's only one book. There's only one voice we need to be listening to. And I want to talk a little bit about you know, and in, in times in times like this, we can be very caught up in there's a lot of voices. There's a lot of of mediums that you can get information from. There's a lot of uh, of people out there that are putting their opinions out, and, and it's just that. It's just an opinion. It's not. It's not fact. It's not objective truth. It's just their opinion, and um, and, and as a child of God, it's so easy to. Uh, especially myself, I can, again, I'm all, I can always talk from my own perspective. I, I get very analytical. So I, I like to understand what things are going on. And I like to, have conversations with people and hear all sides and, and that's all fine, but you have to be very careful with that because you can get to a place where you stop hungering for what's in here and you start wondering what everybody else is thinking. You start wondering what somebody that has a TV show or a podcast, you start wondering what they think instead of what the word of God says. Now, again, I'm, I I'm I'm saying this because I'm speaking from experience. You know, you if you if you entertain the wrong things, that hunger for the things of God can slip away and you won't even realize it. And the next thing you know, you're you're in a place where you you can't hear from God and you're in a place where you 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 might be coming to church but it doesn't mean you're feeling. I mean, you, it doesn't mean you're really receiving what's being said from this pulpit. And that's a dangerous place to be because I believe you can go to hell on a pew. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not up here preaching from some high horse, I promise you. By no means am I, am I looking down on anybody. And I think it should be very careful if anybody would look at someone else and say, okay, well, they're going through it and, and th- yeah, they, they need to get their stuff together. No, you need to pray for them. If you see somebody going through it, you should be praying for them. It doesn't mean you have to go up to them and tell them and, and preach to them in their face, but you should be praying for them. You should be on your knees for them. This is one body. Now, if you if you happen to have, and, and again, I'm going this deep, maybe a little deeper than some might in this conversation. Past the point that you've entertained the wrong things. Okay, after you've entertained the wrong things, what happens after that? Okay, because it's easy to talk about, well, you shouldn't do it, but what happens if you've already done it? And you've already gotten to the place where you don't feel that hunger for God. What happens then? So, if you do get to a place where that hunger and that drive for the things of God just aren't there, I, I, I really, again, I... I'm speaking from experience, and and how to convey that to you guys. It's just like, uh, you think about hunger, the hunger for God. It's just like in your physical body, right? And, and we have doctors in here, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure I'm right, but hopefully I'm not wrong. Um, uh, if you don't have an appetite, say your body, your physical body is sick, and it's weak, and you don't have an appetite to eat, and you need to eat in order to have strength and to be, you know, to get stronger. In order to regain that appetite is you eat extremely small meals, even if it's just a bite here and there. You take small bites, and you keep eating until you can take more and more and more. It's the same way with the Word of God. If you've gotten to that place where you don't feel that drive, set aside some time to read. Just a little bit. It doesn't have to be a full chapter in one sitting or, or pray for two hours in one sitting. No, that's an expectation you put on yourself. Just read a little bit. Just pray a little bit, and you'll find yourself wanting more. You'll find yourself taking in more and being able to understand more. The proper spiritual diet... Is important and the appetite is important. Take care of it. I've had a. I'm just flying through my notes, but I've had quite a few experiences in my life where I've allowed certain conversations and I've allowed certain um, topics to be to be talked about around me, and I and I've and I've paid too much attention to them. And what I've noticed is, over time, you you get you start interjecting that into the Word of God. You start kind of looking at the Word of God through a screen of that conversation. You you start filtering the Word of God through the conversation, as opposed to the other way around. And uh, about two years ago, I had I had a dream, and I shared it with Bishop uh, almost almost two years ago, I believe it was, and. Um, I won't go into everything in the dream, but uh, I had a dream of a, of a woman that had a miscarriage. And um, she asked me if there was something wrong with her, if there was a spirit in her. I noticed she was having a miscarriage. She, she came up and, and, well, I guess I'll give a little more context. I was here at church and I was in the, in the men's bathroom and I was washing my hands. I had just come off from playing the drums and I was washing my hands And she comes into the bathroom, which first is a little strange to have a woman walk into the men's bathroom. So (laughs) that was strange. Two, she's obviously pregnant and she's bleeding from between her legs. So clearly she's having complications. And um, I'm actually in the middle of washing my hands. And uh, I'm asking, are you okay? Can I get you some help? Uh, uh, You know, What can I do for you? And she doesn't even acknowledge that I'm asking those questions. And she just says, is there a demon in me? And I, and I, I'm, I, I don't know what to tell her. I, I'm just, I, I have no idea. I I don't know. Like, can I get you some help? I'm still, I'm and the whole time. I'm still washing my hands, which was kind of weird, but I, I, like she's there and she's asking me, is there something in me? Is there something wrong with me? And, um, I, I stop washing my hands and I run out to go get help. And uh, of course I wake up with no context. Isn't that great? Um, and so, you know, over time, I, I kind of prayed about it and asked God to help me understand because I typically don't have dreams, and if I remember a dream, it's for a reason. I, I I don't typically have vivid dreams and be like, "Man, that was a weird dream," and just blow it off. If I remember it, it's for a reason. And um, well, God kind of started showing me uh, a little bit about the what the baby symbolized, and it was just about a ministry. It was a relationship with God, and. I asked God why she was having a miscarriage what caused the miscarriage and God told me very straight in one word it was religion it was just repetitious religion doing things because people told you that this is how you do it and this is how you've always done it without it being actual substance okay and as I was talking earlier about the 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 mother's diet is so important it affects the how the baby grows this is the same thing spiritually. And God was showing me this two years earlier. And uh, so one thing I also realized in the little weird detail that I was constantly washing my hands is I was partaking in religion. I came off the platform in, from playing the drums, but in a form of ministry. And I was coming in, as was tradition in biblical times, for them to wash their hands. And I was washing my hands. I was partaking in something that I, I thought this is what I had to do. And while she's over here struggling, I'm, I'm just washing my hands. And so we have to be so careful and not doing things just because, like, this is the next step. This is what I've always heard. Now, we're, we're blessed to have a man of God that only comes from here, right? We're blessed. But you're not spending 24 hours in this building. You're not spending 24 hours listening to Bishop. Okay, you need to have a relationship with this word. You need to have a relationship with God. The proper diet. And I, I am probably about done. You can go ahead and start playing. I don't know how long it's been. I don't think it matters at this point. But um, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm just going to leave you with this last thought. and. And I, Brother Alvera is going to come up and Brother Mario is going to knock it out of the park. But I believe God, if it was just for one person in here, it was worth it. See, God will set aside the 99 for the one. If there's one of you in here that have been entertaining the wrong things, I'm here to tell you there's hope. Okay? There's hope. There's grace. You can be strengthened with grace. Just get back to it. Baby steps. Small bites. You can do it. Thank you. God bless.